says solving mystery sherlock holmes and chronicles of crime great series there okay people are saying they can see the light striations i'm sorry i can't get rid of it i could turn off the light but i'd be in, in very darkness here so hopefully you can just listen along if that is bothering you feel free to just listen i, I don't have many visuals to show today maybe even no visuals uh dusty says it's an led light thing maybe i need to get like a natural light bin in here so i can film better at night so a non led light although most of my lights now are led there's probably a way i can fix that maybe with uh uh, one of those ring, although those probably, oh, so many lights are LEDs now. How do you find a non-LED light to do that? Miles is here, my friend in St. Louis. Um, Donna says, awkward guest or any of the mystery games where you get case files. And Box One, I've heard great things about Box One, but I haven't tried that yet. I want to play it with Megan. Is that is it okay to play with another person or is, does the game really only work with one person? Oh, Joe is saying, saying that LED lights will help. I think, Joe, that the light up here that I have in the ceiling is actually an LED light. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, okay, James says that jury duty in Australia is paid in Australia, but it's not much. That's actually the same in the U.S. Like, we get paid like $8 a day or something like that. Like, it's more of a token, I think, maybe to—I don't, I don't really know why. Um, but I, I feel like I've heard in some countries that, like, it's a job almost. Maybe a contract job that you— you are a professional juror. I might be making that up, but I thought I heard about some country that does that or some countries that do that. Carol says she saw my War of the Ring, the card game video, which came out today. That's right. Uh, she said, did, did you think it worked really well at four players? I thought it worked fantastically at four players. My doubts about the game would be at lower player counts. I don't even know if it works at three. I know, well, it probably could work at three, but it, it does work at two technically. Um, I don't know if there's a solo mode, but at four, it was awesome. In War of the Ring, the card game, you are partners with one other player at the table um, serving on the side of the, the dark or the light in the world of, uh, of Middle Earth. And uh, you, you play off your partner a little bit. You are really playing your own game, but you get to play with your partner a little bit. Your, your, your objective is the same as your partner. And you're joining up to, to uh, take care of um, certain locations that pop up in the game. But I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would, especially for a game that did take three hours, which is, you know, a little bit longer than my average playing time. But I was really impressed by it. And it does help that I love the theme. But even without that theme in a different world, I think I still would have really, really enjoyed the game. I talk about the uh, the card cycling mechanism on today's video. I usually mention the videos that I do recently. What was the video I did this past weekend? I think I did. Was this the one about turning friends into strangers? Is that that one? Yeah, 15 great games for turning strangers into friends, not the other way around, strangers into friends, um, <laughs> not friends into strangers. But yeah, that was my video from this past weekend. I also did, as I mentioned earlier, an Expeditions gameplay video, just a brief gameplay video showing what it looks, what four sample turns of one player look like, even though it is a one to five player game. Uh, Patrick says, are there scenarios Patrick, I, I'll, I'll answer for Expeditions. I'm not sure if you're talking about a different game, but uh, there are not scenarios in, in Expeditions. It's like in any other game that you just, you know, there are variable elements that, that you play each time, but it's not scenario-driven. Josh says, jury duty is always fun. Nathan says, I saw a Dice Breaker article this morning about the quest system, and that was a fun read. Yeah, that was fun. I want to do more of those. I, I worked with Dice Breaker a little bit. I, you know, I reached out to them, or we had a conversation. I was like, you know, I can give you some content to show on your, your platform, and you can write anything about it that you want. Like, you can comment on it if you, if, if you want to say negative things about it. That's totally fine. I was like, I'll just give it to you and show you what it is, and you run with it. 
Um, so that was fun. I want to do that for other outlets as well. In fact, I have I have to answer some questions. Not that I have to, but I was offered the opportunity to answer questions from Senate Magazine. That's S-E-N-E-T. So I might do that after I get off this livecast. Um, I get another question coming for you all in a second, so get ready. Mark says, what's the game engine like? Okay, I see you all aren't asking me to answer these live. You're giving me suggestions for what videos will look like. I like that. Like, uh, talk really about what the engine building aspect. And I actually, I, I am planning to do that in the video comparing it to Scythe because engine building is a big part of Scythe. So I will cover that, Mark, in a video. Um, Donna says it was an easy decision. Scythe, World Amazing Art Metal Mechs. Thank you, Donna. For, that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad we were able to sell you on those things. I am enjoying those things as well. Josh says, I'd love, I just love a detailed look at the nice looking box. Well, I, can, I can do that right now. I should probably, I can get closer up there. In fact, I can even show you the sides of the box here. Here's the sides of the Expeditions box. Um, there you go. I think we did, we changed one thing about, yeah, we did change one thing about these sides. So you can see, so this is an early pre-production copy um, for Expeditions. And the one thing I changed is that I realized that on most shelves, and let's see if you can, if you can tell what it is. Before. So I'm changing one of these sides of the box. If you can guess before I tell you. Here's the last side again. So on a shelf, this fits onto a Calyx shelf. It's a big game, but it does fit in this orientation, right? It fits this way. Uh, the, other, the other way is too tall. However, this side and the other short side uh, don't have a vertical option. Both of these are horizontal. And so I went back to Jakob and he was very kind and uh, Jakob graciously uh, altered the art for one of them um, so that in the final version of the game, one of those sides will be vertical. So it can be vertical on your shelf if you store games vertically and there are one, one of the short sides will also be horizontal. So, yeah. Uh, Sil Vin uh, Vinkt says, can you make examples of a, co a cool combo in Expeditions? Definitely, yeah, I can do that in the side Expeditions video. That fits well there too. I'm talking about uh, combo creation. I could show an example of that. Donna says, maybe how Expeditions, mechs, or players can, wor can work with Scythe. Uh, it, it isn't compatible with Scythe. They are two different games. Um, I think any overlap from, uh, from creations, uh, any overlapping creations will come from fans. That's kind of what I've encouraged in the rule book. But I haven't designed anything. Matthew said, well, Joe said, tightening the, the light bulb. People are talking about the light bulb here. Uh, it says, uh, tightening it should work or a gel should fix it. I can look into those options. Mark's excited for the Rolling Realms realm. Carol says a close-up on the characters and animals will be cool to see. Yeah, I didn't mention that before. Um, that is one of the, the reveals I want to do. Um, part of me feels like it might be a little bit early to do that, but I can reveal parts of it. Maybe in that side video, I can reveal a few things that I haven't revealed so far. Garrett says that box one is awesome and that it works with two. Okay, I need to get box one and play that with Megan. How long of a game is it? Is that like a, an afternoon to play with each other? Or is that is it an hour to play with each other? How long is that one? Josh also says, Hunt to Killer. So one of the questions I asked earlier, for those of you joining me right now, I am on jury duty this week. And so I asked the question of what is your favorite either mystery solving game or game that involves a courtroom or, or juries or lawyers or judges or things like that. Okay, Carol's headed off to play Monstrosity with her kids. Thanks for popping by, Carol. Carol, have fun. Uh, Josh says, oh, Joshua, Joshua, who uh, converts these things, these videos, to, to uh, the podcast is popping in. Joshua usually isn't able to join because he's a teacher during the day. Well, I'm glad you were able to come today, Joshua. That's great. Thanks for being here. Um, Donna says that uh, box one played better at one, but you can switch it back and forth for two. Okay, that's good to know. 
Nathan says, I think showing the action selection really drives home the side connection. Yes, that, that's going to be one of the big things that I compare between the two. Miles says, is that Trickster King game? Okay, Miles uh, uh, knows who I am on Kickstarter. So he, he said he saw that I backed today a game called Trickster Kings. Um, and he says, is that game that you backed related to the asymmetric trick-taking game that we played? And it is, yes. I think it is a kind of a revised, re-released version of it. And I bought the, the, uh, the tiny version of it. So... Um, I thought it was a good price. It's a great game if you like tricking games, or at least it's zany fun. I don't know if it's something I'll play dozens of times, but I, I've had fun with it so far, so far. And I think, Miles, you, you've played a session of it as well. But that is it. Julie says, as a Wingspan player, I like the gradual re re reveal of a few cards ahead of time leading up to the launch. Maybe there's something with Expeditions that could be similar. Um, it's different because there's this is a new game versus an expansion, but there might be something there to pique interest. I really like that, Julie. Um, I was kind of planning to show those cards in big batches, but why not trickle them out a little bit? Or I could show maybe a bigger batch of cards um, ranging between, I don't know, three to five, and uh, just to explain how item cards work, for example. And then from then on, I can... Every now and then I can drop a new card so people can see what a new card looks like. We have plenty of time. I have no problem revealing a ton of the content. I want to reveal a ton of content from Expedition. So I really like that. Dusty says, I've heard two people ask, what happened to Bjorn and, and Mox? Do they not just do they just not enjoy travel? I think they enjoy travel. Uh, Jakob chose the characters for the game. So um, that was that was entirely his decision. I think we'll see them in a, in a future expansion. That isn't a tease or anything. I just, I have a hunch that Jakob really likes those characters too and will include them in the future. Garrett says, have you looked into Board Game Table's latest Kickstarter? There's a two-player cooperative trick-taking game called Sale that looks really good. You know, I'm glad you said that, Garrett. My initial reaction, as much as I enjoy Board Game Table's games and their tables, um, whenever they launch a campaign with multiple games, it just feels like work to go through and like pick the right one for me. I, I get why they do it, but um, I, when, I just want them to pick the best one and I'll, I'll consider backing that one. So, Garrett, you have done the work for me. I really appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. And I will go check out Sale after this video. I'll make, make a note of that so I can make sure to do that. Oh, I do. I want to make a quick recommendation of a TV show to my fellow gamers out there. I am currently watching a game show a reality kind of show a reality competition show called the traders it's on peacock in the u.s i think there is a uk version as well but uh we are really enjoying it and it seems to be getting better as the show goes on it started off good but there are a few little fiddly things um and it just keeps getting better and better so if you like survivor if you like playing games like werewolf or um blood on the clock tower games like that uh i I think you might really enjoy this show called The Traders. I know Miles, Miles is watching here. Miles loves Survivor. Miles, I would highly recommend The Traders to you. Mark liked the video this past weekend about turning strangers into friends. So I'm on, I, again, I'll say I'm on jury duty this week. I have been tempted to bring games into the jury room because uh, every now and then we're just in this room hanging out, like just taking a break or eating. Um, but most people are just kind of on their phones and I'm among them sometimes, but I've also tried to strike up some conversations with the people that I'm in the room with. I've debated bringing a game there, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I, part of me feels like that, uh, that responsibility of someone who loves games, introducing games to other people who haven't played them. But, um, but I, everyone's, you know, kind of absorbing a lot of information already from the jury process from the trial process and so i don't want to throw more i, want, I don't want to throw more rules at them we already have enough rules that we're thinking about so curious if you if you all would ever do that would you if you're on jury duty would you ever bring a game to play during a break um 
And what game would you choose if you chose a game? Like I was thinking about some of the games that I talked about in this video, games like Just One. Just One is super easy to teach. We could easily play that for a few minutes and stop if we needed to go back to the, the, uh, the courtroom. So uh, Vit, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm butchering your name, um, but thank you for the questions. It says, what is the best player count for Expeditions? I've designed the game to work really well from two to five players. It will feel a little bit different at two to three players than it does at four to five players, but it, it's, it's the same game. You don't have to worry about any, any bots or anything like that um, for multiplayer. And then there is the Automa, the robust solo mode. So if you enjoy playing solo modes, that's there too. I know that's a catch-all answer, but I wouldn't put those player counts on the box if I didn't believe in all of them and if we hadn't playtested all of them quite a bit. Nick says, first time, long time. I've designed an amazing legacy-style campaign for Tapestry. That's pretty cool. It's perfection almost. I'll send it to you once my game group is finished with it if you're interested in playing it. That's awesome, Nick. And I hope you, Nick, I don't know if you're, I guess you're kind of playtesting through it right now. Um, please share it on, on BoardGameGeek and share it on um, in the Tapestry Facebook group. If you haven't already, maybe I missed a post about it. But please share it there. I mean, I'm sure people would love to check out your creation here of a legacy campaign through Tapestry. That's pretty cool. And I'll, I'll, I'll see, I should be able to see it there if you post it in, in both, either or both of those places. Oh, Dusty says, I think the mill would enjoy showing off Expeditions content. That is a great point, Dusty. Um, let's, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's do a reveal for the mill. What, what do you want to reveal? Let's, let's pick it live here, Dusty. What on the mill, what part of Expeditions would you like to have a special reveal for? So I did on Dicebreaker, I revealed how quests correlate to locations in the game and how quests work. Um, yeah, Dusty, make your pick. Or anyone for, who, who loves the mill as much as I do, let Dusty know what, what thing you want the mill to be able to feature about expeditions in the near future. Mark says, will there be a board game arena implementation for Euphoria? I think that could boost the request for physical copies of both the base and the expansion. Um, I would love for board game arena to put, to put Euphoria on their platform. It's just a matter of a developer saying, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll put it on there. So... Uh, they have they have my my green light to put it on board game arena they being board game arena um, but they whenever they have like a publisher say that they i think they just post about it to their developers many of whom are volunteers i think they're paid volunteers but they're volunteers it's not their job and so one of them has to say actually say yes to it steven says i like your usual release method since it's nice to see reviews before ordering totally but expeditions was just too exciting to wait to order and i'm glad steven that you mentioned that and i appreciate you ordering um so early but really i don't want anyone to feel fear of missing out or um or uh or, or any obligation to order expeditions now really please feel free to wait until you have all the information that you need including reviews if you want that and i totally respect if you do um to make that decision we are hoping to make enough copies to cover everyone who wants to pre-order the game and people beyond that uh i, I think really the, the main difference if everything works out this time is that instead of people feeling like they need to be there at the moment that we launch uh that they they can just show up when the time is right for them because uh, that's been the, the the pattern in the past few of our, our pre-orders especially um, we sold out of Tapestry back, back when Tapestry launched in 2019. We sold out of it within uh, 48 hours, maybe. Um, so that's that was that's unintentional fear of missing out in that case. And so I hope that we're we're avoiding that now by trying this new method. Gage says, "Cheers to making the vertical label goes well on the Somar shelf." That way, I totally agree. This is it is a slightly taller box. We had to make it a little bit taller than some of the other Stomar Games boxes, but uh, but it will fit on the shelf next to it. 
Tom says, have you considered making a large scale desktop display of mechs, approximately 12 to 16 inches? That, those are some pretty big mechs, Tom. I, I have not considered that because that's a, that would look cool, but those are, those are very big. Uh, Chris says, what am I doing here on Tuesday? I'm in jury duty this week. And so my only time to spend with you this week uh, is, is right now because I will be, I will be in a courtroom tomorrow at, uh, at normal time. Raleigh says, will there be a restock for the scythe rule books and the big box? Legendary box, we're definitely making more of. For the scythe rule books, we do actually have the hardcover in stock. And we have so many of the hardcover in stock that we are not currently planning to reprint the spiral bound version. Um, it is possible that that will happen someday. But if you want the rule book, I'd recommend just getting the hardcover version because it is available right now. Um, and that, that it is quite possible that will be the, la the final printing of it. Um, I don't, I don't know, but I, I think you will be waiting a very, very long time if you did wait for another printing of the spiral bound version, given how many copies of the hardbound that we have. And it does feel really nice. It's a, it's a nice addition. Dusty says, for funsies, let's say you were forced to get a tattoo to represent your journey with Somewhere Games. It can be as small or as large as you want and it's painless. What would you get? Uh, I, I, I don't have any tattoos. I have no intention of getting any tattoos, but I get that it's for funsies. Because of that, I would definitely choose a small tattoo. Um... What would I get? I'd probably choose one of the little icons that we use to represent our games. Let me see what, uh, if I can pick one of the favorite icons. I don't know if I can actually see them all here, but let's see. Uh, hmm, I do like the little mech icon. It's kind of like a pixelated mech icon that we have for Scythe. That one's pretty cool. That might be my pick. Is that gonna be a pick? Or the Red Rising Howler is pretty cool too. But yeah, looking at the, like, the little icons we use on our website to represent our games. What would you all pick of those icons? If you want to see them, here, I'll, I'll put a link in the comments below where you can see these little icons. They're like little, um, they're gray hexes here on the page I'm looking at. Post that link down there if you want to check that out and pick one. What about you, Dusty? If you ever got, or if anyone ever got a Stonemaier tattoo, um, what, what, would, what would it be? If it's one of these icons or something else. Dustin says, he, he says that we had a Stomeyer shelf that was exclusively in the entirety of our Stomeyer collection, but it's now overflowing onto another shelf after getting all the available viticulture stuff. I really appreciate that, Dustin. Uh, before long, it'll be two shelves. Hopefully slowly. We're still continuing our strategy of only releasing, um, you know, a few new products every year. But I, I appreciate you, you collecting our games. That, that means a lot to me. Garrett, uh, Garrett sent you my question about box one. He says it took about two to three hours. That's, that's, that's doable. A little bit different than um, like an escape room in a box game, a little bit longer than that. But uh, I think I have heard that you can break it up if you want. Like you can just stop at a certain point and come back to it a few days later. Maybe we could split it up over two days of a weekend. James says, you said future expansion. Was that uh, in regards to expeditions or another game? Now I'm trying to remember. Um, we are hoping to make at least one expansion for expeditions. I, I have a rough idea of what I might do for the first expansion. I've talked to Jakob about it a little bit and I have some other little sprinklings of ideas for other expansions in the expeditions world. That is not to say uh, expeditions is not complete out of the gate. Um, you're, I think you're, you're getting a robust complete game out of the box right here. But you know, I'm, I'm pretty distant right now from when I finished designing expeditions. That wrapped up back in October, November, maybe. And so I usually, after I have a few months separated from the game, that's when I start to get a few ideas, especially when I get a, a copy like the, this early pre-production copy that looks like the real game. I can get my ideas flowing. 
Nathan says, you should check out Stone Saga on Kickstarter. It has some interesting components and a narrative hook. Yeah, Nathan, I've been following along on their uh, kind of their uh, live chats with the designers on YouTube for a while now. Really, really enjoying those chats. I haven't backed it yet. Uh, it's very expensive, but, um, but I really like listening to, to the designers talk about the mechanisms for the game. Carol recommended Palm Island for the jury room. We do have actually a table in the jury room, so we don't need, it doesn't need to remain in, in hand, but uh, that's, a, that's a good call. Dustin says, when do you anticipate a reprint of the Euphoria expansion? Currently, currently we don't have one in the works. Um, we're gauging demand on that one right now, but I, I don't think we have enough demand to justify printing yet. But hopefully that demand will come. I think, I think there's a good chance it'll come someday, but I, I don't think 2023 is the year for that. Hopefully 2024. Joshua says he just played Fun Facts, the same publisher as Just One, and it's great too. I totally agree. Uh, Fun Facts is a really wonderful game. That I think was also on my list of turning strangers into friends. It's a good, it's a really good getting to know you game because it asks questions that uh, let you get to know people. I mean, they're, they're just good getting to know you questions, um, but there's a little bit of a game too. It is not just a pure activity. Nathan says, as a side note, enjoying an evening live cast. I could be here for more than 50, 10 to 15 minutes. I'm enjoying it too. I am going to cut it off. I'll go for a few more minutes um, because I am cramming a day's worth of work into an evening and I wanted to spend some time with Megan as well. Uh, but uh, I'll hang out for a few, a few more minutes. I appreciate you all joining me on, on the spur of the moment here. I don't think I have anything. I, I have a very short topic list. I've already covered it. The list was the traders. It was The Last of Us, which I haven't mentioned, but I'm enjoying The Last of Us, and Jury Duty. That was my list this, this week. That's, what's, uh, that's what I've been working on, and the stuff about expeditions. I feel like I had one more question for you. What was that last question? I've covered the expeditions question, talked about box one. Um, maybe it'll come back to me. I can't remember the other question. Oh, I do. It's on my other screen here. Yes, this is actually a big deal. This is a serious thing. Uh, we're having fun here, but let's take a break real quick for something serious that's happening in the world. There was a devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria, and a lot of people are suffering through it. And whenever something like this happens in the world, I, through myself and through Stomire Games, like I want to help in some way. Um, I think it's a time where we can feel a little bit helpless. We we hear about the suffering, but we don't know what to do with it. And uh, fortunately, there are, there are organizations that are equipped to deal with it really well, and we can support those organizations. So, I uh, Stomire Games is definitely going to make a donation. To, uh, to an organization to support those who are suffering through uh, the earthquake in Turkey and Siberia, and, and, and Syria, I'm sorry, not Siberia, Syria right now. Um, and I'm trying to pick that organization. I've been looking, uh, I have some lists here of organizations that are doing a good job that are highly rated on Charity Navigator, but I'm live with you right now. So if you have any ideas for, for organizations that are doing great work or who are prepared to do great work in Turkey and Syria, uh, please let me know in the comments below and uh, I will consider them as, as, a, as a target for one or more donations that Stomar Games will make to support, um, just support the people who are suffering right there, uh, right now uh, over in, in Turkey and Syria, especially considering that it's winter. It's a cold winter. It's a tough time. It's a, of all times to have a, a terrible disaster that pushes you out of your home. This is a really tough time to have that happen. My, my, my heart goes out to them. I mean, that, it, is, it is devastating. Um, I know that's serious for a second. We can go back to being light. We can have both both serious and light things in the world. But uh, but yeah, I wanted to mention that in there. Uh, Sylvit Vint says, what is your mechanical inspiration for expeditions? 
really it was it was side i was looking at side i wanted to make a sequel for side so i wanted to bring over elements from side that i know people enjoyed um but i wanted to make them different i didn't want to just repeat the same mechanisms inside in a different way so or i did want to implement them in a different way so that that my scythe is very much the uh, mechanical inspiration for expeditions you can also see in the rule book that a lot of other games inspired me in little ways throughout the design process games like lost ruins of arnak games like concordia slay the spire um uh clank clank uh, a deck building game where you're moving around a map there and clank so in fact i was I wasn't worried, but I, I, when I saw that Clank Catacombs was coming out six months before I released Expeditions, I was like, oh, great, a, a, a deck building game. Not that Expeditions is deck building, but it has a kind of a deck a hand management slash deck management system to it. Um, and Clank Catacombs came out with it and with tiles, with, with exploring tiles. Mark says, is there only one print run for the Ironclad edition of Expeditions? I can certainly guarantee that there is at least one print run of the Ironclad edition, but it will be one of the things that uh, we will need to gauge demand for. Like we, we can't make small printings of metal mechs. They're too expensive. So uh, it, 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 I think it's possible, um, but it will take more demand than normal, more interest than normal to justify a second print run of the Ironclad edition. Um, especially since it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's gonna to be tough to estimate demand for that because we will certainly make it based on everyone who, who uh, pre-orders it right now, who's, who's already pre-ordered it, but then we need to make enough to cover all the pre-orders that will follow after we've locked in the production quantity. So uh, we'll see, Mark. I, I think it's possible, but it will take a lot of demand. Nathan says that the mill should cover a few final turns and scoring. That's an idea, covering like what the end of the game of Expeditions look, looks like. Uh, Garrett says, have retailers responded well to the Ironclad Edition pre-order for their own stores? Uh, the last check-in I got was just a few days after the pre-order started, and they seem to respond pretty well. Um, I hope they did. I mean, this is a huge outreach for us to, to give. Uh, it's not a gift. I mean, they're paying for it. But to give retailers access to the very special edition for a game when they normally just get the retail edition of the game. Um so I, I, I hope that has gone over well. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's appreciated. And we certainly appreciate them, too, uh, selling the game to their customers. I think it's a, it's a good game for that because it's an expensive game to ship. And so if you can get it from your local retailer instead, um, I, think that's a, I think that's a great opportunity to, for the customer to win a little bit and for the retailer to win a little bit. And hopefully we win a little bit, too. That's still Meyer Games. Carol says, I wouldn't mind featuring, oh, Carol's back for, from the mill. I wouldn't mind featuring the animal companions or a couple of them. That could be something that we could certainly consider uh, host, uh, featuring on the mill. Thinking now, is there a mill, is there a mill in Expeditions on any of the location tiles? There might be. Hopefully there is. I actually don't know if there is. But the mill, if the mill wants to feature a mill in, uh, in Expeditions, I might have to search and find one to see if there's one on, on a card or a location. John says, how has the board game industry grown since COVID, specifically your own company? That's a big question, John. Um, how has it grown? I, I, uh, it's hard, hard for me to answer for the industry. That's, that's, that's a, such a big question. But I can answer for Stonemaier Games. We've grown in terms of employees, but it was somewhat coincidental. I don't think there was that. I don't think there was really a really connection to COVID. It's just... Uh, it just so happened to align that Joe started at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, right before the pandemic started. Alex started um, nine months into the pandemic, eight or nine months in, and then Susanna and Dave joined us after that. So we have grown uh, due to 
a need. I, I, I only seek new employees, new coworkers, um, if there is if there is a big, major pressing need for it, and an ongoing need, not just pressing need for right now, but also for the future. And uh, I, we, ha I think, had that need and, and justified the addition of all of those people. Uh, amazing people, amazing people. I, I feel so fortunate that I can go to jury duty during the day and do my civic duty, even though I'd rather be working, but I'm doing it. Uh, and trust that Summer Games in, is in such good hands with uh, Alex and Joe and Dave and Susanna and, and Morton and Christine, our graphic designer, and Dave, our web developer, and uh, all the volunteers who help out with, uh, with comment moderation, things like that. So very fortunate for that. Jerry says, any, uh, any plan for an eco-friendly tapestry all-in that includes all expansions already in the base game box for sale come March 1st? No, no, Jerry. Um, the eco-friendly nature of uh, the Tapestry expansion is the expansion itself. This is what, what will has arrived at our fulfillment centers. This is what will be available on March 1st for pre-order. And um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Uh, the answer always for us is if someone asks, are we doing an all-in thing? The answer is no. We, we don't do all-in all -in versions of products for various reasons, um, respecting people who have already bought it different pieces of it um and respecting people who want to just buy different pieces of it i mean these, these are incredibly expensive products if you pack them all together into one box like the, the price you don't lose you don't get that much of a discount just because there there aren't separate boxes anymore i understand that's a little bit easier for shipping but it really isn't that much easier for shipping you can just put everything in your cart and get it that way um, but jerry no the, the thing that's available the newly new thing that's available on March 1st is the new expansion and the other expansions will be back in stock at that point and the core game will be in stock and the new folded space insert will be in stock. The only thing that will have to ship separately if you want it to is the is the rubber play mat, the natural rubber play mat, because that comes pre-packed in a big cardboard tube that can't really go in a box with other stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the nature of those those rubber play mats. James says he wants the scythe and counter token as a tattoo. Joshua says he was very close to getting a viticulture tattoo. He had it all planned out, but it was too much, but it was too much and I scrapped it. Maybe one day. Um, Carol says viticulture grapes with the V would have to be the tattoo. That was never happening. Yeah, I, I have no plans on getting a tattoo. I, I totally respect anyone who has fun with that, um, but uh, I have no plans to do it. Dusty says if he got a Stonemaier tattoo, it would have to be the windmill meeple from viticulture and scythe. Uh, of course, I think that would make perfect sense for Dusty, the, the person who started the mill. Steve is popping up here. Steve, who doesn't have to wait out, wake up in the middle of the night to join us for once. Uh, Steve says, uh, uh, the sun is still up in Australia. Can't wait for expeditions. You mentioned that expeditions went from being a bag builder to a tiling game and everything in between. I was wondering how you physically produce your own prototypes when you design a game like expeditions. Do you print and play on paper? And the answer is yeah. yeah. I use uh, InDesign on the computer to lay everything out. Um, I'm not a graphic designer, but I can lay out a prototype and then I print it out on these printers. This is a black and white printer. This is my color printer over here. And then I have a caterpillar, uh, cutting device that I use to, to cut up the cards. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I print and assemble it. I, I do all of my playtesting uh, on the tabletop. I don't do virtual playtesting because I really want to see how the components play out on the table, like how long it takes to set something up or clean something up. How, how arduous is it to shuffle this thing or hold these cards or put these things down? You don't get that from a virtual tabletop. So yeah, I, I do that all, all myself. He also says, do you order blank physical components and draw them? How messy are your own prototypes? They're actually pretty clean because I use InDesign to, to, I'm always thinking about the user interface, even though in the end, that is my graphic designer's job. 
Um, it's something that I think about all the time. So I'm thinking about the user interface throughout the, throughout the design process. That's a great question. Um, Carol talks about uh, telestrations or cartographers might be good for a bigger jury group. Um, I like telestrations a lot. That, that's, it might be, a, in fact, you can, you can concise it down to just a bag. I was thinking the big box would be a lot to carry into the jury room, but the, um, that, is, that is a fun one. And that's very easy to teach as well. Christoph is just passing by to say hi. Hi, Christoph. Joshua says, uh, regarding my blog post and the Euphoria expansion, is there functionally a difference between one, a game that is currently out of print, but maybe reprinted in the future, and a game that is in between print runs for a few years? Do you think most publishers differentiate in language between those two? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if I can speak for other publishers, but uh, so I think typically, when a publisher says that a game is out of print, I think they generally mean, and this is what I mean if I were ever to say, ever to say that, is that it is, that is a permanent status, that it is permanently out of print. Um, between printings is a different term. I, I would only say between printings if I am definitely intending to make a future printing of it. Uh, I think if, it, like for Euphoria Expansion, the, the way I've, I think I've tried to say it is, it's not in stock, it's, it's out of print, but there is a chance we might print more someday if there is enough demand. So we haven't declared it out of print. It's just out of stock right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully I didn't misspeak there, <laughs> yeah. Joshua says, I think you mentioned last week that Expeditions had a different code name for playtesters. Did you ever consider that name for the final edition? Would you if you go back in time? So the other name, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but the other name was Frostbite. Frostbite, one word, Frostbite. I really like that word. I think it's a strong word for a, for a game. However, Frostpunk came out a few months ago and Frosthaven is in a long shipping process right now. Uh, that'll probably be the best known game with the word Frost in it. And so uh, Frostbite might've gotten lost in the shuffle anyway. So I think it's a good strong word. Jakob really, really wanted Expedition or Expeditions as the name, uh, given especially the game is about going on a series of expeditions. Totally get that. Um, I think it's a good, strong word. My only problem with it has been that there are a lot of games with the name Expedition or Expedition in the name. So unlike Scythe, it isn't like when you pull it up on Board Game Geek, there isn't just one game there. Maybe I think maybe there is one or more. Maybe it's just Scythe. But uh, there are a lot of Expedition games. Mark says, unusual question. He recently got uh, a copy of Castles of Mech and Ludwig through a math trade and... Uh, and it has an old copy because of a musky smell because of age. I've searched online and saw that scented dryer sheets could work in eliminating the smell. I'm sorry the game smells. Hopefully it isn't something about the production of the game. Maybe it was just stored in a, in a humid place. Um, did you encounter this issue before and how did you resolve it? So I can say the closest thing, I, I like the dryer sheet idea, Mark. I think that's a good idea. The closest corollary I can think of is that when I was into indoor rock climbing, your climbing shoes can get pretty stinky. And so we bought these, uh, these I believe they're charcoal-based um, shoe bags, like things to take the smell out of stinky shoes. And I, I haven't used them for games. I probably maybe would if I, if I could. I think they're currently stuffed into my climbing shoes somewhere. But, uh, but they do a pretty good job of eliminating smells. So you can consider something that makes shoes less stinky could probably also make a game less stinky. Jerry says, random idea, the white wall to your right my right, this wall, okay, uh, might be a good place to feature a different Stomar game. 
art every livecast. That would be interesting. I could definitely, in fact, I have something. Let me show you something. I'm gonna, I'll be right back. So here's, to, I've been looking for a place to hang this and this might be a good spot. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a great, actually you can kind of see a reflection. Oh, maybe that might work. So this, uh, let's see if you can tell without much of a reflection, is something that Joe and my coworkers put together uh, as, as a, a, a wonderful little gift to me. 10 years of Stillmire Games to kind of commemorate this occasion. And it's this beautiful frame. I don't know if you can see how pretty this frame is. Beautiful frame. And uh, it is the, the, the smitten art in, in one cohesive uh, group here on this beautiful frame art. I've been trying to figure out where to hang it. And so I'm wondering, would that work right there? I, I want it maybe to be fully on camera, but right there, do you think that looks good? Let me know if you, what you think about that placement. Um, I'd have to check to see if it, if, uh, I think that could work. Let me know if you like that. Is that better than just plain white? Does that look good? If so, I will definitely consider hanging it there. Cause I was, I was really looking, we have a lot of, we're in the, on the top floor. So we have a lot of these slanted walls. We have, have a lot less space to hang things than, I, than I'd like. Uh, but this is a flat surface that could definitely work. Steve says, I wonder if you have anything lying around like old prototypes or sideboard games that you could auction for the earthquake disaster. I guess it would be simpler for you to make a donation, but it's just an idea. I, uh, that's that's uh, certainly a good idea, Steve. Um, in this case, it's not a bad idea. I am open to that. Yeah, I, I think that in combination with a pure donation could be a good idea. I, I, I want to do a pure donation um, plus something, and that could be the something. I appreciate you sharing that. Blake says, just popping in and out while watching. Uh... Oh, yeah, am I doing this during the president's address? I totally am, aren't I? Yeah, State of the Union is happening right now in the U.S. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to watch the recap later, but I'm not watching it live. Okay, people seem to like the look of that thing on the wall, so I will maybe do that. Uh, Justin says his next tattoo is going to be the, ta uh, be the tapestry from the box of tapestry. That's pretty cool, Justin. Very cool. All right, well, uh, <laughs> Joshua says priorities. Other Joshua says state of the Stillmire. So... Like I said, I, I have jury duty again tomorrow morning. I will not join you tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining me tonight. I do, I have a, an hour, hour and a half before I go to bed here. Um, and so I probably should do a little bit, a little bit more work, but thank you so much for joining me for, the, for this impromptu conversation. And um, yeah, and Dusty, Dusty, get in touch with me, with me with your decision about the mill, the thing that you want to, to share on the mill in regards to expeditions, we'll definitely make that happen. Um, the rest of you have a good night. Uh, if you're watching this in the future, I hope you're having a great Wednesday or a great whatever day it is. And I will, I'll be thinking about you from the courtroom tomorrow, but I'll also be paying attention to the trial because that's the most important thing while I'm there. All right. Take care. Bye.